This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Ryan yeah. Butler joins us now, iGaming Next. He's at the Staples Center right now. Ryan, uh, first off, has anything changed? Have you had, Do you have any new information since the last time we spoke about when I'll be able to legally bet, use my BetMG app, BetMGM app in the state of Maryland? No, so no real changes there, We are, which is actually a good news. It didn't get further delayed. Yeah. That's always a good sign. So we are still looking. We have a big meeting coming up at the end of the month, which should be, again, the key is should be, the final approval. Then you do a little bit of lab testing, which is kind of perfunctory, the final test. This is a little sign-off. And then we are still looking at that really early December, maybe late November, but probably early first week or so in December. And again, the good news for BetMGM is they don't have to wait for the other apps. BetMGM has done this uh, 15 other times. They are ready for the lab testing. They're going to have all their I's dotted, their T's crossed. They'll be ready to go as soon as they get that sign off, which again, should be we're targeting really that early part of December. Love it, Ryan. I'm so ready for it. I'm excited. California, though, not as much luck there. Uh, You look at the voting on the bill when the election results came out. Extremely lopsided when you look at Proposition 26 and 27 to the no. How like big of a surprise was this that, A, it was voted no, and how lopsided the numbers were? Yeah, so it, it wasn't really so surprising that it would be no just based off polling. Now, six months ago, it's really surprising how poorly it came in, and we'll talk more about that later. But, yeah, Proposition 27, which is the online sports betting one, that's the big one. That's the one that everybody really cared about. And I'll, I can just end here on this this statement, which is just, a crazy thing, and I'll try to contextualize it. But you might have seen on Twitter, it went viral, but uh, Tennessee had their voters had a, a vote on um, whether or not to officially ban slavery as a punishment uh, for crimes. So Tennessee, 20% of Tennessee voters said, you know what, let's keep that in. I, I want slavery as a punishment for crimes. 20%. In California, only 17%, one seven, only 17% of California voters wanted online sports betting on the ballot. So theoretically, again, it's not that simple, but you can look (laughs) at it that in California, online sports betting is polling worse than slavery. Ryan, so let's go deeper into that, not the slavery part, but the online (laughs) sports betting part. Uh, Is there no appetite for mobile sports betting in, in, or is this a messaging thing? Is this a stakeholder thing where there's lobbyists from, say, you know, the reservations who have, you know, sort of the monopoly on betting. Like, where are we at in terms of just like the psychology of California betters? Yeah, I think it's very much more so the messaging thing. Maybe you push it a little bit. California is interesting in, in how they look at gambling, how they look at sports. 
but it really is messaging. I think if it was just simply, if there was no advertising, if there was no lobbying, if there was no th- nothing else, if you just put a piece of paper and you ask every California voter, hey, should we have BetMGM, the other online sports books in California? Yes, no. I think that would pass. I think that passed pretty handily. It's passed in every other state that that's been up to. Six other states have had yes, no votes on it. I think it's that. But no, in California, it was very much messaging. Um, you mentioned the tribes. That was a big part of it. They were very opposed. Uh, they've had a different so they've been in a lot of different legal and political battles over what they control with sports betting and, and, and gaming overall casinos all ever overall so they had to put a lot of money to try to stop 27 which is that online sports betting one they were not too happy they can they thought that you know the other operators came in sort of try to circumvent or go around them so they really kind of got everybody fired up and, and rallied against that so they had a really they had a much better marketing campaign it was very much hey no these are out-of-state commercial operators this money is going to leave californians this is no good. And then in the meantime, the, the, the positive, the pro-27, the pro-online campaign, well, they tried to frame theirs not so much about sports betting, but about curing homelessness and, and aiding funds for mental health issues, which are two really important good things. You know, we all support those. But I think uh, talking with a lot of Californians here on the ground and earlier this month, I think there's also this concern that it was maybe a bit disingenuous. Instead of just saying, hey, you know what, this is about sports betting, they tried to portray it as some solution to get rid of homelessness, which... You know, they just work. These are they, a. They just aren't going to do it. It's a much bigger problem than really anyone can kind of handle at this point. And B is just even in a best case scenario, the tax dollars would have been raised uh, by these sports books, which would have been hundreds of millions of dollars. It would have been. Uh, that's just just a drop in the bucket. California's annual budget is about two hundred and fifty billion dollars a year. Uh, so even uh, let's say you raise a billion dollars a year in taxes from sports books, that's less than one half of one percent. So it's just that's all part of it. It's absolutely right what you said. A lot of it was just really just messaging. That's why a big part of why this failed. Where do you think this goes? If you had to guess in terms of when California, you know, one of the biggest states for revenue in the country gets online sports betting, uh, what would you guess? Yeah, I think it's going to be a while. The biggest thing is it's going to take a compromise. It's going to have to. The, the sports folks are not going to be able to come in, as we've seen. Again, 17% approval. It's one of the worst uh, ballot measure approvals in California history um, ever. It's just it's terrible. Uh, 17% is so low. So they're not going to change things that much in two years. They're going to have to work with the tribes and some of the other stakeholders in the state. Um, but it's got more complicated. The tribes are not uh, – they're angry. They are not happy with how the sports folks handle this. They're not happy with the advertising and the marketing. They're not happy with how they saw them. They perceive them working out without them. So it's going to be really, really hard. And the big thing here is uh, sports betting is, is as big a deal as it is, as much as we like to do it. It's a small piece of the pie compared yeah. to overall casino gaming revenue. So the tribes are more than happy to just keep the status quo, uh, even if that means that they don't get sports books themselves. They're more than happy with that. So we're going to have to find a compromise. It's going to be very, very difficult. Um, it can be done. Connecticut, as I think I've mentioned on this show before, a great example where uh, a couple sports books, uh, the big tribes there, the lottery, um, some of the off-track betting facilities, um, one of the sports stadiums where the Yukon Huskies play, um, a couple other uh, restaurants and bars. Everybody got a piece of the pie. Everybody either got an online sports book or an in-person sports book or something. Nobody got 100% of what they wanted, but everybody got 90% of what they wanted. We're going to need something like that in California to happen. I think it could be years away, unfortunately, yeah. until it does. Mm. Yeah, Ryan, Kansas actually got it right because they launched their first book, I believe, in September, right before the NFL season. What do their early numbers look like, like in Kansas and Ohio and some of these uh, you know, newer places that have just legalized sports betting? I don't think Ohio's lying. Yeah, so... Uh, 
I, I do not have the Kansas numbers uh, right there on top of the top of my head, but uh, they've been really, really impressed with it. Uh, Kansans were very excited to vote. Or, excuse me, uh, to bet. I've been thinking elections. They're very excited to bet. Also, it really helps Kansas that Missouri did not legalize sports betting. Um, yeah. I think I've said on this show and others, we thought Missouri would. I spent a week in Kansas City um, getting ready for the launch there. Uh, and I, I was in Kansas City, Missouri. And I, I used this example. I tweeted it out. Um, I was thinking about where am I going to get my barbecue lunch today? Well, I would just drive over to Kansas. I'd get my barbecue pulled pork sandwich and my mac and cheese and my potato salad and my sweet tea. And I'd place a couple bets um, on the BetMGM app, of course. Um, so, you know, it was just, it was different there too. It was very, very easy. They, that metro area is almost split right down the middle. So that's really helped Kansas as well. There is a whole bunch of Missouri residents that are able to cross the line. So they've had really good numbers there. And yeah, Ohio has not launched yet. That's January 2023, yeah. right? For Ohio, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So right about six or seven weeks from now. Yeah. So on New Year's and we're expecting really, really big things there. Again, Ohioans are very excited for the chance to bet. Um, a lot of the sports books have been gearing up. We uh, got an MGM casino uh, in Ohio that's been uh, gearing up. Basically, every big player, a couple of smaller players, too, are, are all aiming for it. Again, you've got a big population. You've got a sports-crazy uh, state. Uh, they have a, they're going to allow betting on the Buckeyes, which is at Ohio State. Very, very important there. Obviously, it's crazy. So uh, you're going to have in-stadium sports books. It, it's going to be a really, really strong market. Ryan, we got about two minutes left. You know, we talk about all these states that have the sports betting. We obviously have talked about California and have and how they don't. You look at Texas and Florida too. Those are the three most populated states in the country. All don't all don't have legalized sports gambling. Do you think that's a coincidence? The fact that the top three most populated states don't have it, or is is there a common factor between the three? No, that is actually a great question. It is fully coincidence. And all three of them have incredibly different hurdles for what's going on. In California, a big thing is, is um, it's not so much opposition to sports betting. It's just who gets it. You have the tribes. You also have card rooms and different entities, uh, racetracks, the lottery. So it's the battle over who gets it. In Texas, uh, they don't really have very many tribal casinos. They're very, very small. It's more so conservative opposition. It's uh, mostly Republicans who just don't believe in gambling and they don't want any gambling coming in. And then in Florida, it's, we have one tribe that basically runs gaming, and it's just you kind of have to work through them. So it's a little bit of a different animal as well. Uh, and how they did it, it's caught in some lawsuits and all the minutiae that we don't have time to talk about. So, no, that's a great question. It's not, co- it's not population. It really is just coincidence that all three of them have these big systematic issues that make it very, very hard to pass. Um, but unfortunately, yeah, for someone like myself who lives in Florida, for the industry overall, it sucks. Those three states are more than one-fourth of our population, as you said. And it's just a real bummer that we're not going to have those. Uh, realistic, any of the, the best-case scenario for any of them is 2025. Wow. Ryan, thanks wow. so much for the time, man. We'll talk again soon. All right, guys. Anytime. Ryan Butler, iGaming next. That's Good crazy. news right there. 2025. Oh, I know. So glad I live where I live. I know. I have a hard time keeping up, man, because <laughs> like there's illegal sports gambling in Iowa, but yeah. not in Milwaukee, like not in Wisconsin. I thought Ohio went live. That's in January. Also, so like Kansas California. Is, yeah, I California, know. like Texas. Imagine not voting it no. Is crazy. Florida. Florida? God, man, uh, the local bookies still making a killing there. Yeah. Allegedly, I only Allegedly. go to BetMGM tonight. <laughs> the sports book with Jamie Foxx. Damn it.